Hello, welcome back to the Awakening Innovations podcast. I'm Michael Barnes, your host, and today we have a special treat. Uh, we have my business partner, Sandy Nagel. She and I started a company called Awakened Innovations. Um, Sandy has great experience in the nonprofit arena, 25 years grant writing, consulting, and working for nonprofits, and so she's got vast amount of wisdom and experience to share, and she has done incredible things uh, for me as we've been building this company. And so I'm really excited to have her on today. And with that, pass it over to Sandy and tell us who you are. Well, Mike, thank you for that wonderful glowing um, <laughs> introduction for me. Absolutely. Um, now you just have to move up to it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, as Michael said, I I am um, Sandy Nagel. I am known as the nonprofit guru. I have 25 years of experience. I've worked with nonprofits and for the last 19 years at a nonprofit. And the reason that Michael and I got together and started Awakened Innovations was we saw a need in the nonprofit sector that they were very passionate about their missions, but the business side of it, not so much. And that's where they really needed the help so that they could be successful and have an, Im and have an impact with their mission. Yeah, in fact, as you know, and we've talked about many times, most nonprofits don't even consider themselves a business. They see themselves as something different. You are exactly right, Mike. They um, just say, well, I'm not a business, you know, I, I'm nonprofit, I don't pay taxes. And I always laugh about that because they really <laughs> do pay, they really do pay taxes. I mean, if they have employees, they're paying taxes. If they have um, unrelated um, income, they pay taxes. So they, they do pay taxes on things and they just don't realize all those business things of finances and marketing and you know, where's the money coming from the development or operations if they own a brick and mortar and that's why we're here we're here to to help them define the services that they need and that these are people that are willing to work with nonprofits and and to help and guide them because um the nonprofits have some unique things for them unique things as well. Yes, absolutely. So, so why don't you tell us the story of the first company that we worked with um, and how you helped them by providing more business strategy for them? Wow. Well, th th thanks to Mike, I found a wonderful lady by the name of uh, Julie Burnell, who runs Ellie's Rainy Day Fund out of Beaver Creek, Ohio. Uh, she provides uh, funds for veterinarian, for veterinarian surgeries and procedures for people who can't afford to do so. And apparently, Mike was meeting with her, and she was very upset and crying, and she didn't know what she was going to do. It was just her, all this work, and she really felt passionate about her mission, but she just needed some help. So Mike gave me a call and said, yeah, you gave me a call and I said, hey, well, okay, I'll go talk to her. And we I sat told her down. To talk to Sandy. She'll fix everything. Yeah. <laughs> Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. I have to get out my magic wand and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I sat down with her and we just talked. And the best thing to say, say to a nonprofit is 
tell me your story. Yeah. That's it. Tell me this. And you know what? All of a sudden, it just opened up. And what I heard was she needed some goals. She, she felt overworked because she was doing it all herself. She needed to get her board involved better. And I said, well, let's just do some simplistic things first. See, see what you're doing right and where you need some help at. And we found out what she was doing right. Her website looked wonderful. Needed yep. a little tweaking, but it looked great. It looked professional. She was sending out newsletters and things like that. But she really needed volunteers. Yes. She really, really needed, she was doing everything, all the events, the whole nine yards. And I said, well, okay, well, what type of a volunteer management program do you have and how do you solicit for volunteers? <laughs> and I was met with a big wide eyed, like an owl. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize there was all this stuff that you had to do. And I says, obviously you interview these people, find out their skills, find out if they're really passionate about what you're doing, whatever. <laughs> and I said, well, that's okay. We, 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 I can help you with that. So um, she was my first client. She signed on. She says, well, we'll try you for a month. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll see how things go. And yeah. now I have been with her for over a year now. She yeah. actually put out her first annual report. Um, if you look at her annual report, which is on her website, elliesrainyday.org, you'll see that all of the increases right between 19 uh, 19 2018 and 2019 of how many more volunteers she has she's um, now collaborating with other volunteers she's actually going out and getting donations for events and whatnot she has a big donor event this weekend that 99.9 percent .9 of everything was donated nice nice so that's what we do. And yeah. I'm basically teaching them how to do things. I right. mean, it and, really is. And, and what you were just saying there is important to know because what she was going through is true of 99% of nonprofits. Uh, this is not some, you know, it is absolutely not that she's not qualified. She does what everybody else does. And as I like to throw in, it's what you would see if you went to a small business. Yes. Business owner running around doing everything themselves and overworked and tired and frustrated and not knowing what to do. Um, and this is why, as you said, we want to help bring in business processes because the business community has identified processes and the best way to do these things. And yes. nonprofits are businesses, right? <laughs> they are. They 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 can say what they want. I always tell them, do you do you do you have money coming in? Yes. Do you have expenses going out? Yes. You're a business. Right. <laughs> if you're, you're not a family. You may, well, we have to deal with the IRS. So does a for-profit business. Well, we use volunteers. Okay. You might not use volunteers because people have employees, but you might right. have employees too. There are some little tweaky, tweaky things that are different about a nonprofit, but 99.9% .9 of what a nonprofit is, is equal to a small business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, when you go in and talk to nonprofits, whether it's as Awakened Innovations or as, you know, going through your normal business life, what are some of the issues that they have that are really business issues um, 
that they they just don't even identify because they don't think well, they're they're so passionate about what they do that they're just going through the day-to-day -day thing they work in their business and not for their <laughs> business they're doing they're the operation yeah. they're not looking at the long-term long-term right. things um business plans they'll tell you well we have a business plans up on the shelf <laughs> you know um what are your goals for this year we need money <laughs> we need money we need volunteers okay do you have a plan on how you're going to do that no so it's really thinking and being strategic and a lot of times they say we don't have the time time um that's a big thing the next one is bored everybody 99.9% .9 board problems but here's the deal you're asking people to come on board Mike and you're not paying them right and you're wanting them to bring all of their assets to you their their resources and everything and what are they getting out of it so you really need to be, be passionate about finding the right people for the right fit just don't take a warm body yeah so, so Sandy an interesting point that you just made there and I have this vague feeling that I've heard a phrase that would apply. So when you're talking to people about them being on your board, you have to tell them what's in it for them. What what might you phrase that as? You need uh, to know what is in it for them. Well, you know, but you need to know your what. Know your target audience. There you go. Know your target <laughs> audience. That's Sandy's. That is my mantra. <laughs> it's my mantra know your target audience when you're talking to a donor you're not speaking the same way to them as a volunteer yep you're not speaking the same way to, and as someone who is a um who is a customer or user of your service so you're speaking to them differently so you have different ways of talking to them and your website should be that way too who are you talking to yeah everybody can be everybody can be a donor trust me everybody can be a donor but there are different ways you talk to a donor than you would talk to a volunteer or someone else. But what, what a lot of nonprofits don't do is they do not look inward for funding opportunities. Mm, right. What does that mean? Well, first of all, in looking inward, you look at what you already have. What are your available resources you already have? How many, how many, um, Grants if you went for, for in the past. Can you go and talk to them again? Right. So always look at them. Can I go back and ask them for more money down the line? What about your vendors? I mean, they're already, you're already using, do they have a foundation? Can right. you literally ask them if they have a foundation? And the biggest, the biggest one is volunteers. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say enough about not utilizing your volunteers. When you're orienting your volunteers, not training them, orientating them <laughs> of things that they can do because you can find out where they work, where they're retired from, where their family works. Does those places have a foundation? Do they have a matching fund? Um, just things that they could do. GoFundMe pages um, on Facebook and things of that nature. Or maybe they can buy stuff from Kroger's or Amazon, or maybe they right. can do a, um, a drive of some sort and bring in in-kind donations. Uh, and also, um, make sure that they know what your mission is and what they're actually doing. <laughs> I mean, they can be out there talking to people and, you know, bringing in donations, donations to you. And they have to know what you do. 
And as I always say, everything in life is marketing and sales. And so it when is. your volunteers are out there doing marketing and sales for you, you want to tell them, first off, you want to tell them to do it because some of them might not think about it. And then you want to tell them how so that they do it effectively. Well, um, exactly. They're, they're your face to the public. Yeah. They it almost sounds as if this would work well with a checklist, maybe. Yes. <laughs> Oh, def well, definitely. And you want to, and, and I'll, be, I'll be honest, there are some um, volunteers that are better at it than others. All of them can do it. If you've got the real gung-ho ones that like to do that kind of stuff and talk to everybody and blah, 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 you know, sit down with them for five or 10 minutes and, and run through it and show them how to do it pro properly so they know they can hit on the key things that you want them to. And, you know, yeah. invite people. Invite people to anything. Invite people to an event. Invite people to stop in and see if it's like a food pantry. Stop in sometime and see what we're doing. Yeah. Not necessarily an event, but just stop in anytime and come see what we're doing. And just invite somebody or sit down and talk to them about it, but give them the, give them the tools. Yeah. And, and I know, Sandy, that at one point you create a, a checklist for onboarding volunteers that has this sort of stuff so yes you know and and has links to in fact some videos and stuff on how to how to set up a facebook fundraiser and what to do with kroger and well and you helped do it too mike i i can't take all of that you helped with that as well and and we shared it with some people i did get hey, I did get a couple thank yous well so, good yeah and, and yeah and checklists are another sort of business thing that a lot of nonprofits don't necessarily do and a lot of small businesses don't um but that's something that you are very uh you use a lot because checklists <laughs> just make things so much easier yeah. to replicate <laughs> yes i do use personally and in the business <laughs> checklist check get up today check yay i can get that today <laughs> That way hey, you drive to work, check, you know, it's just, but yeah, it, it helps you to remember, to remember everything. Yeah. Just remember everything. And, uh, and it frees you up to just talk and you can just kind of glance down and say, oh, I can throw that in there and talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, checklists are great. And I think that um, if you give your volunteers the tools, again, I'm, I'm going back to it, give them the tools that they need you're also going to retain your volunteers too. Yes. If you throw them in there and say, okay, you're going to be in charge, go, go do that. And you just kind of walk away. Call me if you have any questions. <laughs> you know, you're pro that person's probably not going to come back, but treat them as you would, I hate to say it as an employee, but right. give them the tools that they need. And think about it. They're giving you their time for, for free. Yep. You, you know, you, you should be thanking them up and down and, and whatnot, and just really being thankful that you have great volunteers and not taking them for granted. Absolutely. And, and by really giving them the tools that they need, you get the most out of them, your uh, mission and cause moves forward, and they feel better. And so um, that's, you know, it's, it, it makes perfect sense so one other thing this is doesn't it yeah it's a win-win situation it's a win for them 
and it's a win for your organization. Absolutely. And it's a win for the people who you serve. That's yep. the most important. Yep. Don't lose sight of what you're doing. You're doing it for a particular, you know, reason and whatever that reason is, that's the most important. Yes, absolutely. And so one other thing that I wanted to bring up that you like to talk about that's really a business tool is time blocking. So can you talk briefly about what that is and how to use it and what it does for you? Yes, time blocking. For those of you that don't know what time blocking is, is you take one particular task and you assign it a particular time of the day. In the case of um, especially executive directors, hmm. time blocking can be great. Yay. Okay, I'm going to take this hour and I'm going to time block and answer all my emails. I'm not going to touch the phone. I'm not going to have the buildings burning down. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, do your, do your emails, make your phone calls, or maybe this is the time you want to walk around and talk to the volunteers. Right. And you set aside a particular time to do those, to do those things. And yes, there are times emergencies come up, but for the most part, really try to stick to the time blocking and you'll feel like you get something accomplished because what ED always are telling me, I never feel like I get anything done. I run over here, I run over here, and I run over here, and I don't feel like I got anything accomplished. Right. Yes, and again, um, same thing. I, I was a business coach in the past, and that was this, one of the first things I did with my clients was tell them to start scheduling and time blocking um, because otherwise, as Microsoft, I believe it was Microsoft, came out with a study at one point that said, you know, when your email chime goes off and you switch over to it, it actually costs you 10 minutes because the human brain doesn't really switch that fast. So, and if you're over 50, like I am, I just, I just read a study. It takes us 25 minutes, 20 to 25. Yeah. If you're over 50, just yeah. saying, it and takes so, us longer to go back. Yeah. People think that they can multitask, but in reality, it is serial tasking so one after the other it's not really doing three things at once it's doing three things poorly because you're switching between them <laughs> yes. yeah it, it always in the, put in time for lunch or yeah. you need to do that and also put in time to take care of yourself because eds again they do not do that it is not a nine to five job being an ed you are you are out in the evening talking about your organization on weekends, you're at events and everything, and you get, you get burned out. And what some, somebody told me, one of my mentors told me, is on the weekend, they were not allowed to give, give her a call on the weekend unless the building was burning down <laughs> or there was a policeman standing at the door wanting someone or something. <laughs> other, other than that, she did not want to get a call during the weekend. They were, they were big enough to make a decision for themselves. And she stood, but she stood behind the people she worked right. with and gave them the power to do things. Yep. And you need to trust your employees because why did you hire them? Yep. Absolutely. If they had to keep coming to you and asking permission for everything, I tell my boss, it's easier for me to ask, to ask forgiveness than it is to ask permission. Yep. Absolutely. So thank you very much for your time, Sandy. Um, it's been great talking to you and those are some great tips. 
you know, nonprofits are for-profit businesses. Um, we talked about the, the volunteer uh, job descriptions, the time blocking checklists, and, you know, at, as I know, you know, you do incredible things for nonprofits and help them to get organized, more efficient, and you also write grants and get the majority of the ones that you write. And so if anybody out there is interested in learning more from you, how can they get in touch with you? Well, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate that. You can get, you can get a hold of me at the following email address. It's S, N as in Nancy, at mynpoguru.com. Okay. S, S N your initials at mynpoguru.com. Perfect. I promise Perfect. I will get back to you. I will time block you in. <laughs> and it'll be, your time blocking will be on your checklist. <laughs> yes, it will. It will be on my checklist and I will check it off. There you go. So awesome. And we will put that contact information down below. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mike. And thanks for all that you do.